Hey there, and welcome to the Just Keep Blogging podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you a regular dose of blogging adrenaline. Okay, so I think this is a pretty fun topic today. Uh, I am in a season of life now where my twins are two. I don't know how it happened, but here we are. Um, and they don't call them terrible twos for no reason. <laughs> but there are also like really delightful things about them being two that I am loving. And so today I want to talk about how to blog like a two-year-old. And you may be like, Kim, I don't know what you're getting at. But just trust me. Stick with me. Because I think that you're going to find encouragement in this episode. And you're also going to find some areas where you can improve. So just stick with me. Trust me. This is going to be awesome. Okay, here we go. So in encouraging you to blog like a two-year-old, there's a lot of different reasons. And that's because when a child is two, they go through a lot of new developmental things. So one of the things they do is they start learning new skills. And as a blogger, you are going to have to learn new skills. Most people aren't born bloggers. I don't know that most people are marketers before they become bloggers And even if they are, it's still kind of a semi-different beast altogether. Um, But the one thing that you're going to have to do as a blogger is continually be prepared to learn and learn on your own. Um, So I have my mentored membership community, which is always open now for members to join. Um, And in that community, every month, like I'm trying to do my best to try to help people, you know, choose the next best steps and to be able to go deeper and to learn the action steps they need to take. And so I'm doing tutorial videos. I'm taking them and showing them where to go to find more information. Like, you know, if ConvertKit has a great tutorial on how to do something with email, I'm sending people to that tutorial, whatever it may be, guiding you and directing you toward educational or creating educational materials that help you move the ball forward. And I recently had a conversation with a friend who was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm equipped to do this. And I told her that the way that she would prove to herself whether or not she was able to actually do this on her own would be for her to be able to log in to the educational materials that she has for herself and know which next material is probably the best next material and to be able to go into those courses or those trainings, take them and implement them on her own. Um, and figure it out. Like when I started blogging, I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know how to do stuff. I didn't understand what half of it meant. And it required so much of me just doing like trial and error, like just trying it, failing, doing it again, trying it, succeeding and winning, like it's just constant over and over and over. And I'm still learning. I mean, I've got really great basic skills now. I understand most things now. So it's faster, it's easier, but I'm still learning. And that is going to be the journey that you um, take, you know, the whole time. And so I just want to encourage you guys that the number one thing you can do to blog like a two-year-old, which is good, is to be open to learning new skills. Uh, Because that is what it's going to take to be successful. You can't just write blog post articles. Um, There's a lot of different things you'll have to learn how to do. And that is okay. Embrace it, lean into it, and start learning new skills. Okay, number two. Two Two-year-olds also begin to engage in more pretend play. And this is really cute. My twins like to be kitty cats and puppy dogs. Um, 
they, you know, are constantly making me Melissa and Doug ice cream cones and cookies and things like that. So I am loving this season. And you may be wondering, well, Kim, like, what does this mean for me as a blogger? Well, I think the biggest issue that most people have is imposter syndrome. They do not believe that they're good enough, smart enough, trained well enough, um, educated well enough to do whatever it is that they're doing. So if you have a homeschool mom blog, you're not a good enough homeschool mom to be able to have a homeschool blog. Uh, If you have a um, foodie blog, you know, you're not a good enough home chef to be able to uh, blog and be good at it. Like you have all these imposter syndromes because of a lack of something that you feel like everybody else has that you don't have. And that imposter syndrome, I think, is the number one thing that keeps people from finding the success that they're looking for because they're constantly evaluating what they're not instead of pretending what they are. And I'm just going to repeat that again. You have to pretend what you are, (laughs) even if you're not. So I have always tried to keep a perspective of success in my brain. Like I don't second guess. I try not to second guess myself. I do, but I try not to second guess myself. I don't let those thoughts linger than more than a few seconds before I blow them away. Um, And the key is you have to believe you're already successful. And you have to see yourself as already successful. It's like pretending like you're already on your own HGTV show that you've always wanted. And that's why you're building your blog. You know, pretending that you've already got your own cooking show. Pretending, you know, that you're already wherever you think you want to be. You're already there and living in that mindset of I am successful. I am already successful. I am already successful. I have already arrived. And it's pretend For some people, some people have been successful. They found their success level. But usually when you find your success level, you're going to push yourself to do even better. So I think everybody is always striving to achieve more. And I just want you to go ahead and pretend like you're there in your brain. Because that's going to give you confidence. It's going to give you focus. It's going to give you um, unhindered confidence in just writing and creating and publishing And doing all those things by going ahead and accepting the fact that you have arrived exactly where you want to be with your blog and visualizing that. And that pretend play may make all the difference in your blogging success. Number three, my girls are starting to ask a lot of questions like, what's that? They haven't really gotten into the why quite yet, but they're definitely asking, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? That's a light. That's the moon. That's the stars. That's blah, blah, blah. And as a blogger, it's really, really important that you ask what's that and not be afraid to do that. Like there are no dumb questions in blogging. Like there is so much to learn in blogging, which shouldn't be overwhelming. I'm just making a very matter of fact statement that you should be really confident going into Google and typing what is (laughs) if you don't know and this was a conversation that I also had with a friend of mine who feels like she's technology challenged and is wondering if she'll be able to be successful at blogging because of that and I said one of the keys to your success is going to be being willing as you're taking a course when you don't understand something that they're talking about going to google and typing in what is seo or what is this what is this word I don't understand reading that And in my talk at Activate this year, I talked about going down the rabbit hole, which means that whenever you are trying to learn something new, don't be afraid to go to the geekiest parts of the internet to figure out what in the heck people are talking about. So, you know, if you don't understand a word, type it into Google. 
follow Google where it leads, like go to the next article that's, you know, teaching you about this. And if you get to that article and you read a word you don't know, go back to Google, ask Google what that word means, and then follow that rabbit hole until you understand exactly what it is you're learning. And that's okay. So don't be afraid to do that. That's what a two-year-old would do. They would ask, what's that? And they may even ask why. And it's okay for you to do both of those things as a blogger. Number four, start to realize that they can do things without your help. This is the thing that may be hard. <laughs> so now my two-year-olds are, as we're getting in the car, uh, they figured out, oh, hey, like I can get in my car seat by myself. So it's like, don't touch me. No, 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 don't help me. Don't help me. Don't help me. And then they get into the car seat. And I think that this is something that's really important that a lot of people feel like they can't make a move in blogging without asking somebody else if they should or should not do it. And I just want to encourage you guys, like, be willing to take risks, be willing to take what you do know and just try it um, and not constantly feel like you need everybody's um, approval, uh, that you don't need everybody's help to make decisions. You don't really even have to ask your audience if you don't want to. Like if you think of something that you feel like your audience could really benefit from, you don't even need to ask your audience if they think they could benefit from it. You can just make it and do it and put it out there and see what happens. Um, and so I want to encourage you guys to start to realize that the further you get in your journey, that you can do things that other people's help. You can do it without your audience's input. You can do it without asking anybody else. I mean, your family probably doesn't even get what you do. Neither do most of your friends. <laughs> so asking them is unhelpful. <laughs> your spouse probably barely understands what you do. So I just want to encourage you guys to realize that you need to just get more independent and more independent and more independent to where you can start feeling really confident about the decisions that you make. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't ask like, hey guys, like what's a good plugin for me to use? Because you know, being able to ask people their opinions or what's worked for them or not worked for them is fine. But for every decision that you make, you don't have to have like a million people go and read your about me page and a million people to look at this thing and a million people to look at this thing before you let it have wings and fly. Like sometimes you just got to do it and move on. Okay. Some things that my two-year-olds are also doing, which is part of like the developmental of stages of a two-year-old, is they're beginning to disobey to see what happens. And I'm not in love with this particular one <laughs> because I get a lot of no's in return for things that I'm telling them to do. And so we're working through all that right now. Um, but in blogging, this actually might not be a bad thing. So, you know, in general, there's all these like ways that you can do blogging. There's, you know, things you can do, things you can't do. And I would encourage you at times um, to go against the flow <laughs> and do things the way that your gut is telling you to do them instead of what all the million experts are telling you to do. Like if you have a hunch that you want to try something, try it. You know, even if it even if it doesn't, if it goes against the rules, like try it and see what happens. When I say rules, I mean like you know, marketing frameworks or formulas or whatever, and you want to try something else, just try it and see what happens. Like, don't be afraid to be a person who occasionally goes off-roading, <laughs> who goes against the flow, who does something a little bit different just to see what happens. Um, because our industry changes constantly and things change and you never know. Um, and you don't have to be a cookie cutter of what everybody else has done. The reason that you have success stories, the reason that you have formulas, the reason that you have courses is because people have found the ability to do certain things and now they want to teach other people how to do those things too. But you can also self-teach yourself how to do things. Self-teach yourself. I think that's the right way to say that. Um, you can be self-taught in some areas and 
you can try new things and you can be innovative if you want. It won't always work. Sometimes you'll make zero sales because of it, but it doesn't hurt to try because maybe you try and you make a million sales out of it. So uh, I'm okay when it comes to being a blogger and behaving like a two-year-old to maybe disobey and just see what happens. (laughs) Okay, so this is the not so good side of blogging. So this is where you probably want to try to avoid blogging like a two-year-old, but this is going to happen either way. So I really want to dig into some ways that you can overcome this. So the next thing is they have tantrums. The tantrums. This is where I'm sitting in the living room, like just singing, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) But we as bloggers have tantrums on the regular. Like I see them all the time. And It's usually at the point, to be honest with you, where people have lost heart, have lost hope or lost faith in what's going on because something that they did, something that they tried, failed on the first try or maybe the second try. And these tantrums can also lead us to just make proclamations that we're not going to do something. And I was really bad about this in the early days. Like I was like, I am not going to give away anything free. If people want to be on my email list, I want them to be on my email list because they want to hear from me, which was super lame and was not a good idea. <laughs> I should not have been so tantrum about it. Um, but I made a proclamation that I'm just not going to do that. And I've, I've heard this from other bloggers before. I've done it a million times myself. And what I want to say is if you're ever in a position where you hear, hear something and you know, like I'm supposed to do this thing, like if I, if I did this thing, it would probably move the ball forward for me. But there's a reason that you're not doing it. Um, I want you to evaluate what that reason is. First one, the first thought I have is ask yourself, is this legit or is it in your head? So like, is the reason that you're not wanting to do something a legitimate reason or is it just your perception of something? So like for me, I just didn't understand like, you know, people are motivated by themselves like they're not motivated by me they don't really even care about me like they're motivated about what they get out of something and so to put a freebie on my website just meant they were motivated to take action because they were getting something of value and in my head I just thought oh these people are just going to take my thing and they're never going to follow me again right and some people do that but not everybody Um, and so that was a that was a situation where it wasn't really legit it was all inside my head Number two, is this situation happening because deep inside you don't have the knowledge you need? So I'm also bad about this in my regular everyday life. When I don't know how to do something, it completely stops me. Uh, If it's not something that I have done, have seen done, understand how it functions or works, and I have to learn something new, It can be something that stops me from making forward progress because I'm intimidated because of the lack of knowledge that I have. And so before you have a tantrum and say, I'm just not going to do this, I want you to take a step back and ask yourself, is the only thing that you're lacking knowledge? Because if it is, you can find that in the old Google, in the old Google search bar, (laughs) usually, Um, or in your communities, the Just Keep Blogging community, or um, the Just Keep Blogging Mentored Membership community. Uh, any of those places you can go and find the knowledge you need that will get you over the hump and get you through the tantrum that you're having where you're saying, I'm just not going to do this because I can't figure it out. You can do it. You just need the knowledge and you don't have the knowledge yet. And all you need is the knowledge and somebody to help you step by step. 
And if that's not the case, then you need to hire somebody to do it (laughs) and let them have the knowledge and push through the tantrum. Okay, here's the other question I want to ask. Is this tantrum happening because you're taking some moral high ground? This also goes back to a little bit like my, um, well, the best example of this is ads. Like a lot of people are like, well, I'm never going to put ads on my site because, you know, it goes against the core of my being. Okay, well, you're going to miss a lot of money if you don't have ads on your website. And that's fine if that's what you choose to do. Um, but I just want you to evaluate that stuff. Like, okay, so you don't want to have ads on your website because of what, like, what is the reason that you don't want to have ads on your website? Uh, is it because you're trying to maintain some sort of visual purity about your website? Maybe you hate ads on other people's websites, like whatever that may be. And I'm not bashing that. I'm just saying that there are a lot of people who say, well, I'm not going to have ads on my site. And it's, I wouldn't say moral high ground, but it's sort of like a, um, visual high ground or something where they're just like, you know, I can't do these. And they make sort of a lump statement about something when they haven't really explored all the options. So like with ads, for example, you know, uh, a lot of what happens with ads is um, because Google or whoever is serving the ads wants the ads to be most relevant to the user that's on your website, the ads are going to be geared towards whatever that person's been searching for lately, right? So like if they've been searching for uh, and you've probably noticed this, like, like for me, like if I was planning a Disney vacation, I would have a million different Disney ads showing up on all the websites that I go to at this point, because that's what they recognize that I'm interested in at the time. And so they're going to keep serving up stuff, hoping that I click through and make a purchase. And so that's kind of what happens with ads. Like the objective of the ads is to serve up the most relevant. And sometimes it's relevant to the content that you write. That's why like you'll find sometimes when you write sponsored content that they don't want ads showing because they either don't want to pay extra money for the ads to show up in your website to advertise their own product or they don't want the competitor's products to show up in the article about them. So these are all things to keep in mind. Um, And with ads, like if you're working with AdSense or whatever, you can block certain things. When I talk about moral high ground, like maybe, you know, if you don't want to have, um, you know, gambling or, you know what I mean? Like alcohol, like if you have something that you is like a moral uh, thing for you and you're a little bit weird about that coming on your ads, then you just need to go in and make sure that you block those or you tell your ad network, hey, I don't want these particular topics showing up in my ads. I need you to block these things. And most ad networks have a pretty good way of being able to do that. And I'm sure that it won't block 100% of those ads, especially the person that's coming to your website does, um, you know, do online gambling or something like that, you may not always be able to stop that from showing up. But you know, you can limit it. And again, the purpose is that these these ad networks are genuinely trying to serve up ads that are going to be relevant to the people that are on your site. So it just is what it is. But that's a good example of how a lot of people will be like, hey, I'm just never going to put ads on my website, because I can't control them. And I totally understand all that. But just keep in mind that those situations like that, you are going to be leaving money on the table. Okay. Does it push you out of your comfort zone? This is the next question to ask. If you're having a tantrum, are you having a tantrum because something is pushing you outside your comfort zone? Are you getting upset? Are you deciding not to keep going because you have been pushed outside your comfort zone and you don't know how to adjust? I really genuinely believe that most people can learn anything they put their minds to. It may take some people longer than other people, but you can do it. So I want to encourage you guys, whether it's legit or just inside your head, whether you don't feel like you have the knowledge you need, or you don't know that you don't know that you have, (laughs) that you don't have the knowledge you need, 
or, you know, if you're taking some sort of moral high ground in a situation like where you feel like, okay, I don't want to do that because of this. Like, what's the reason behind why you're taking that stance? And is it legit or not? Um, and does it, you know, is the situation coming from a place where you've been pushed outside your comfort zone and so you're sort of bucking back? <laughs> and so if any of these are the situations, I just wanted to encourage you guys, like, tantrums come and tantrums go. So maybe you just need to have your little pity party and go get a coffee and then come back and get to work. But, you know, give yourself the capacity to have the tantrum. But when you're done, you need to come back, focus and solve the problem, whatever that may be, and figure out the root of the issue and why you're upset. Okay. Last, the last thing that two-year-olds tend to deal with is separation anxiety. And I think sometimes we as bloggers um, get a little bit anxious and we try to do things all on our own. And if you do, that's okay. Um, You know, separating from help from somebody else or whatever, like you can't rely on other people your whole life to be able to be a really good blogger. You've got to be able to take risks. You've got to be able to try new things. You got to be able to teach yourself how to do things. And I think lastly, you got to be able to hire people when you know it's time to hire them. Like for me, like Grayson Bell is some of the best money that I spend every month because Grayson's people back up my website, all that stuff um, every single month. And I have the peace of knowing, you know, that everything's going to be updated and backed up every month without having to worry about all of that. So um, be sure that, you know, if you're starting to get nervous about more and more you know, breaking away and doing your own thing as a blogger. It's okay. It's a part of blogging development. (laughs) So today we talked about starting to learn new skills, engaging more in pretend play, believe that you are already successful, pretend like you are already successful and live in that mindset. Three, ask what's that? Four, start to realize that you can do things without everybody's help. You can make decisions. Disobey just to see what happens. Let yourself have tantrums, but figure out the root of those tantrums, get up and keep going. And when you experience separation, separation anxiety uh, from the idea of trying to do blogging on your own and and going out into new territories, don't be afraid. Um, You know, if you're in the Just Keep Blogging community, we're here for you. We are there to support you. We believe in you. Um, And whatever you do and whatever season of blogging you're in, You will probably go through blogging like a two-year-old symptoms. And when you do, I just want to encourage you to realize like it's just part of this journey. You can do it. And whatever you do, just keep blogging.